Hello everybody, you're very welcome to the Open Training College podcast series. In today's podcast, the social care course director, Dr. Nolan Fox, is speaking to one of the course tutors, Michelle Power, in relation to the exam for the module in year three, Exploration of Relationships, Self and Sexuality. Well, hello, everybody, and you're very welcome to the podcast on the Exploration of Self-Relationships and Sexuality exam. I'm Nolene Fox. I'm the Program Director with the Social Care Courses with the Open Training College, and I'm here with Michelle Power, who is one of the third-year tutors this year on the BA in Professional Social Care Disability. So Michelle is going to ask me some questions about the exam, and I will attempt to answer them. So I'll hand over to you, Michelle. Hi, Nolene. Um, just wondering, what is involved in the exam for this module this year? So this module is assessed by exam, which includes two parts. So first of all, you have the scene question, which is a compulsory question. And the scene question carries 40 marks. And then there are the unseen questions and students will need to answer two out of four possible scene questions. And each of the unseen questions carries 30 marks each. So you'll have a copy of the scene question already, which is available on the Learning Centre. And you will also have a copy of the protocol for the exam, which is also on the Learning Centre. That's brilliant, Nolene. Thanks for that. Uh, How long will students have to complete the exam? Well, like the previous exams that were done at the end of second year, students will have 24 hours to complete the exam. Now, you can do the scene question in advance of the exam date on a Google Doc documents, and you need to complete the unseen questions in the same document. So in effect, you have 24 hours to complete two unseen questions because you will have time to have completed the the scene question in advance of that. That's great. And how long should the answers be? So the word count range for the scene question is between 2,000 and 2,500 words while the word count for each of the unseen questions is 1,500 to 2,000 words each. Now, it's really important that students try to stick to those word counts, so don't go below them or above them. I know that can sometimes be difficult, but it's an important skill in writing academic work. Brilliant. And how should students approach the scene question? So we'll have a look at the scene question. And I suppose the first thing to say is that students should see the scene question as an opportunity to demonstrate their knowledge and understanding of the major themes that are dealt with in the module. So the question starts with a quote from James Sinclair from 2015. And you were asked to reflect on what he has to say and apply it to the Irish context. So the quote is, individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities face many barriers during their development into and in adulthood including accessing their own sexuality. Unfortunately, the barriers that that individuals with intellectual disability face are often reinforced by the lack of attention and common misconceptions regarding sexuality and sexuality education, end quote. And you're asked to critically appraise this statement in relation to the reality for people with disabilities in Irish society today from a social care provider's perspective. So I suppose the first thing to do is to look at the key areas that are touched on on in the question. So the first one is the barriers that people with intellectual disability face during their development and in adulthood. So these are the general barriers that people face. And then you'll be looking at barriers that are specific to people accessing their sexuality. 
You're also asked to look at the common misconceptions that are associated with sexuality and people with intellectual disability. And finally, there's a reference to sexual education for people with intellectual disability. Mm-hmm. So you're being asked how these themes impact on the reality of life for people with intellectual disability in Ireland today from the perspective of the social care provider. Now, a good way to start this is to define the core issues that are dealt with in the question and indeed in the module. And these are sexuality, barriers and sexual education. So it would be worth starting by looking at what sexuality means for everyone. You'll know from the module and from Jim's workshop, of course, that there's a, this is a broad concept and it includes all aspects of the self. So that includes friendships and relationships, our sense of self, our self-esteem, our self-image, our personality, etc. So it also includes, it also, sorry, it also includes sexual activity, sexual orientation and sexual relationships. So you should include some discussion on what sexuality is, what it means and what it means for all of us. And then looking at the barriers. So what are the barriers that people with intellectual disability face in general as they develop and grow from childhood and in their adulthood? And how does this impact on their ability to access their sexuality or their understanding of their sexuality? So the barriers you'll be familiar with from your study over the past two years and probably from your own work or personal experience would include things like a medical approach or the medical model which is used in services people with with intellectual disability, probably limiting stereotypes, low expectations of people, a lack of autonomy, for example. So there are loads of them. Also think about the parallel universe that was discussed by Jim at the workshop, whereby people with intellectual disability who use services have, their, have lives that are quite different from other people, where their autonomy is much more limited than it is for other people. So you might want to consider how this parallel universe impacts on people's uh, ability to access or express their sexuality. But you might also then look at what barriers are there specifically in relation to sexuality for people with intellectual disabilities. And this could include particular stereotypes related to sexuality in relation to people with disabilities. So those are things like a notion that people with intellectual disability are non-sexual beings, or indeed the opposite of that, that they are overly sexualized and that, they, that this needs to be controlled. There might be others that you want to identify as well. So one of the barriers that is often uh, can be, uh, sorry, one of the barriers that can be in place in relation to sexual education is the lack of sexual education for people with intellectual disability or the way that it is provided. So here you might want to discuss the role of formal and informal sexual education in supporting people with intellectual disability or indeed the ways in which people's sexuality may be controlled in informal ways by the way we support workers or social care workers or agencies treat people. So you would need to think then about how these barriers impact on the ability of people to access their own sexuality or can or do services support people in expressing or developing their sexuality and what could both the social care worker and the disability service provider do to improve this. You should also discuss good practices that you are aware of or that you have seen and good policies uh, that support people in accessing and expressing their sexuality and give examples of good practice and policy from your own work experience. 
here you should also refer to changes in the law that will help in enabling people to become more uh, comfortable in expressing their sexuality. And I'm thinking in particular about the Assisted Decision Making Capacity Act. It's always good to conclude the question um, with recommendations for social care providers and for social care workers, and maybe other changes in legislation that you think would help. It'll be important that you use references from reliable sources in developing your answer to the question. And remember that a greater level and quality of critical analysis will always enhance your mark. Hi, uh, that's great, Nolene. Thanks a million for that. Um, how should students approach the unseen question? So each of the unseen questions relate directly to the module material. So again, like with the seen question, it's good to identify what you are being asked and answer what you're being asked, not something else that you would like to talk about. Define the key terms and themes and again, use references to support your definition. So it's good to go through the question in the first instance and identify what are the key things that I'm being asked about here and get good definitions of what they mean from the literature. It's good as well to relate the theory to practice. So use workplace examples to illustrate your point. So for example, if you're talking about a particular policy, you might talk about how that will impact or what that means for the reality of people that you support. Again, use good, reliable references when making points. Uh, so it's not just your opinion, it has to be something that is supported by uh, literature. Stick to the word count. Again, I know it's difficult, but it's necessary and include critical discussion on the themes of the question. So use the question again, the unseen questions, to demonstrate, first of all, your knowledge of the topic. So what I mean there is the facts, data, such as legislation and policies, etc., but also your critical understanding of the topic. So we're looking here for a holistic or rounded understanding of the topic, including what's working well, what's not working so well, and what could improve the situation. You have 24 hours, as I said, to complete the exam. You can have the scene question prepared in advance on a Google document. Look at the protocol and that will get talked through each of the steps that you need to, do, to follow in creating a Google document and use the same Google document for your unseen questions. And one really important point, Michelle, is that students must be careful to give themselves time to upload their answers or their exam answers to turn it in in advance of the, the submission deadline. Mm -hmm. And if the Turnitin score is high, you will have time to amend it. Because if uh, we get an exam answer with a very high Turnitin score, we won't be able to accept it and you may well have to repeat the exam. So it's very important that you give time or turn it in to give you a score and you to give yourself time to amend the questions or to amend your answers if the score is too high and then upload, upload it again. That's brilliant. I think, I think we've covered everything there. Anything else you'd like to add, Michelle? Um, no, just that students contact us as their tutors over the coming weeks with any help that they do require additional to this. Okay. Um, and our tutorials, etc., will be announced on the news forum over the coming week. Great. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Thank you, Michelle, and the very best of luck to all of you in the exam. Bye-bye, Michelle. Bye-bye.